This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we actually have something to shove in our mouth. Can I open the box? The box is really cool. It's like a little coffin. We can open the boxes, all right? I'm opening. I don't I don't even want to open the box. Why is this wrapped like a Christmas gift? Wait, what the f- is this? Oh, hell. What is this? No. Oh. No, 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 Holy. No. I, I have some precautions for this, all right? What do you mean you have precautions? No, 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 What no. did you send me? The Reaper shows no mercy. There's a warning on the back. Oh. Right? Oh, my God, the inside. Oh. What is this? Yeah, this is serious. You're trying to kill me. No, no, no. Oh, look, another warning on the bottom that says it hurts like hell. Well, we have a week to think about whether we want to eat it. <laughs> I, I need some time. Yeah, I need, I need some time. I'm, I'm scared. I'm all for it if you guys are. Here's the thing. If we do this, this is like the whole show. I think it's a great idea. This is legitimately terrifying. I feel like Ralph from The Simpsons saying, ha, I'm in danger. <laughs> this is going to kill me. All right, tune in next week to possibly see all of us die. Listen to Anne Friends on Spotify, opashows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an opi show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. You know, it's not so easy walking with your tail between your legs, um, which is what I'm trying to do here. But, uh, yeah, uh, kind of a rough weekend for my team, uh, Liverpool. And I, I, let me just go over a couple of things here before we get uh, into the, the – mi- well, first of all, you know, we need to find out what's happening on the pitch, right? Here we sure. go. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well, lots of things were happening, but uh, it was almost like I was asking for it. Last week, if you were listening to the show, I mocked Adam's favorite team, Chelsea, for wearing pink. <laughs> <laughs> and then this week, my team, Liverpool, shows up in black and pink uniforms. Yeah. All right. Last week, I mocked Chelsea for falling behind by three goals to a, a much lesser team, West Brom. This week, my team, Liverpool, was down four to one at halftime to Aston Villa, who barely escaped relegation last year. Um, but instead of coming back like Chelsea did, Liverpool sucked. They yeah. just completely blew it. It was 7-2 to two by the end of it. The defense was horrendous. Joe Gomez was awful. Virgil van Dyke was awful. Trent Alexander-Arnold was awful. Sadio Mane has COVID. After yeah. my brand-new Liverpool sweatshirt arrived in the mail, I'm sitting there <laughs> all happy, all super excited to watch this game. I had the the Liverpool game followed by the Bears game, and I was ready to go. And, wow, what a disappointing Sunday. What a disappointing Sunday. Unbelievable, wasn't it? I, I couldn't believe the scores. I mean, it's absolutely amazing when you think about Liverpool, who were uh, – I think 56 points better than Aston Villa. Yeah. Yeah. And they lost 7-2. You know, just our, to give our, you an uh, idea. Our old friend Todd Schneider texted <laughs> me before the game and offered me uh to offer to bet me 20 bucks if I gave him three goals. 
And and I actually thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Eh, three goals, that's a little much. I better not do it. Well, good thing I didn't. And, <laughs> and then I got a text from him after the game, and it said, I just ordered a T-shirt from the Villa shop. It says, 7-2, to two, you can walk home alone. Oh, that's great. Oof. That's great. Oof. Ouch. That's great. So, yeah, you know, I have a- been, I've been talking about how Liverpool um, – is vulnerable in the back, and and uh, I think teams have just figured this out now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think defensively, this league, the Premier League, has started abysmal, you know, terribly yeah. in terms of how things have gone. Um, but I think a lot of it, and if you saw some of the goals, you know, if you're looking at it from a tactical standpoint, a lot of the time is with those flying outside backs yeah. and the space in behind. Yeah. Um, the, center, the center backs didn't do a great job either, and they didn't do a good job of defending in front of them either. No. But there was numerous times, I think it was the sixth or seventh goal, when the ball just basically right behind uh, Alexander-Arnold there. Yeah. Uh, just just really, really poor defending. Um, so, And not to take anything away from... Aston Villa because they literally put every single chance away and give them a lot of credit. So yeah, there were, and there were to be fair, you know, a lot of deflections and lucky goals. Yes, and, um, but still, they so clearly outplayed Liverpool, and, and you know, they deserved the win. Yeah, could have had ten to they, be fair easily, <laughs> easily, and no, they it, hit that crossbar as well. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was I it was agree. rough. Now, uh, you know, for some reason, Allison wasn't starting. Does he have COVID too? No, he doesn't. He just had an injury. I guess there was a collision in practice. Uh, nothing major, but just enough to keep him out for the game. Um, and obviously, he was well. He was definitely missed. Yes, he sure. was. And, and Jordan Henderson wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mane, uh, as we mentioned, has COVID. And he, he did not. Uh, he tested positive for COVID. So he could right. not play. Uh, but yeah. still, that Liverpool team has more than enough to handle it. Yeah, there's no question. There's enough talent level there. I mean, you've got uh, Joda who came in, their 30 to $40 million signing. Uh, didn't do as well as he did the previous week, obviously. But still, look, you know, he's he's still not a bad player by any means. Right. Uh, but to give credit to Aston Villa, I mean, they, they uh, the the Chelsea loney and Ross Barkley came in, looked yeah. very good. Yeah. Him and Jack, him and Jack Grealish uh, were really good in the middle. I thought really controlled the middle, to be fair, and uh, did exceptionally well. And then they had uh, Ollie Watkins there with new signing, scoring a hat trick. Yeah, know? you know that's it's great for them. So really good result for them. It's going to hold them in really good stead for for the rest of the year. I, I think our prediction of them being relegated is not looking so good right now. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking of that when I looked at it. You know, and to be fair, we did make those predictions before they made some of those signings. So, That's true. You know, you know we, we maybe we did it too early. Maybe we need to stop predicting after the transfer deadline. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad idea. That is not because, a bad idea. Because really now they look, you know, they look like a mid-table team. Yeah. Um, uh, compared to Sheffield United, who's basically flip-flop with them, who were a mid-table team last year. So right. That's the great thing about this league. On any given day, 
anybody can beat anybody, and that's what makes it the most exciting league in the world. And I do think that Ross Barkley is a great signing for Aston Villa. And and it's great for Ross Barkley, too, because he wasn't going to get any playing time with Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a a solid player who can play with those, you know, we talk about the top six teams. He would be a solid player on any of the top six teams, but may not necessarily play every week. Right. Here, in a mid-table premiership team, he's going to be a superstar, yeah. and that's great for him. And so this is only going to elevate him. And obviously, he wants to be playing, uh, be put in the England squad. He wants to be part of that. So, And he uh, has he been in be, the past. Yeah, yeah, he needs to play consistently, and that's right. not what's going to happen. Obviously, Chelsea made a bunch of signings and kind of saw the writing on the wall a little bit. So uh, he figured, well, I better go somewhere where I can play, and that's what he did. Well, let's talk about the other debacle over the weekend yeah. because there was more than one. Uh, there were uh, I'm going to count three, um, but the other yeah. the other big one was uh, at uh, Man United. Holy yeah. mackerel! Man United loses six to one against Jose Mourinho and Tottenham. Now you know Tottenham's a good team, but six to one, and it was yeah. ugly. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very tough. So it's, it's interesting, you know. After Chelsea's, you know, rough first half, I don't say anything, and then <laughs> same thing, you know. And then now all of these Man United supporters are coming out and giving me grief. It's amazing how things turn around, isn't it? You yeah, know, actually, they... during this Man U game, I was watching it with my son, and I, I actually turned him at one point and I said, "You know, I always wondered what it would take for me to feel sorry for Man U. Not there yet. <laughs> Not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then my team loses even worse. So you know, it's it's a uh, it's karma. It really is. It really is. And again, defensively, oh Oof. my goodness, what what a mess Oof. it was. I, I mean. They went up one nothing in the first three four minutes, yeah. and but then after that, it looked like schoolboy defending. It looked like uh, you know the under nines green white <laughs> defending. You know that's basically what it what it was. I mean, there was one particular incident. I think it was Harry Maguire pulled down Luke Shaw and just pulled him out of the way yeah. to try to get to it. Def- it was just it was, it was like a Benny comical. Hill sketch. <laughs> it really was. Exactly. You put the music over the top of it. You know, the one guy that I really was watching uh, during that game who was just awful was uh, Pogba. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he wasn't even trying. There was a point where one of the goals, it might have been even the sixth goal or the fifth goal, yeah. Um, where he was right next to the player, didn't even make a, a play for the ball. Right, yeah. You could see, again, body language, not committed, not really wanting to be there, gave up a penalty kick as well with a lazy challenge. Oh. Just, I mean, when you think about the amount of money that he's getting and what he's receiving and they paid for him i know i mean that's it's a terrible return they're getting here you know a 90 million pound transfer and that's what you get i mean that's seriously and i think overall manchester united has to really look at some of their signings and, and what's happened you know it's obviously not worked, you know, in terms of the plays that they've got. And I think a lot of it's due to not necessarily the managers, but due to maybe some of the higher level 
things that have gone on. And I think that's a lot of a lot of discussion that's going on right now, especially within the media as to, you know, where they need to make some changes. I will say this, Marcus Rashford apologized to the fans after the game. Uh, Harry Maguire also did, uh, you know, via social media. Um, yeah. And both of them had bad games. Uh, but to me, the, the funniest sight of that game was when they kept panning over to Jose Mourinho sitting in the stands there. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was trying so hard not to smirk. <laughs> he was trying so hard. He knew the camera was on him, and he just – it was just like uh, his face hurt because yeah. he, he wanted to smirk so badly. No question. No matter how you look at it, we're, he's he's human like us. Yep. To go back, go back to the team that – basically fired him and then to beat him 6-1 at their home field right he's just he's got to feel pretty good after that there's no question he's just got to think huh, there you go that's what you get so he's in a better situation he and is. you know it's got a lot of work to do they tried to kind of do some things in the transfers but we'll see if it works yeah we'll get to some of the transfers in just a bit here but uh yeah uh i looked up the last season that liverpool gave up seven goals in a game and man, you gave up six in a game in the same season. Can you guess how far back we're going with this? Eighteen ninety something, probably. <laughs> no. Nineteen sixty-two, sixty-three. Oh wow! Wow. Um, I guess who won the league that year? I think I said. Was it Everton? I it think I is. saw something. That's right. Yeah. It's Everton, who is now undefeated, untied, four and zero, top of the table. Yeah, and looking Amazing. good. Yeah. Really good. Again, made some good signings. Uh, again, a good comprehensive victory on the weekend. Did really well. Um, looking good. Looking really good. So uh, we'll have to see if they can kind of hold it up. They've got the leading goal scorer um, in the in the league, in, in Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who just got called up to the England squad as well for the international matches. So yeah. looking good. 4-2 over Brighton was a good result for them. They're finding ways to score goals and They've got a fantastic manager, Carlo Ancelotti, um, and he's brought in the players, and they, they're all playing for him. That's well, you the know, great thing about it. James Rodriguez is the key player, I think. he's yeah. He has taken that team to another level. Yeah, no question. A couple of goals on the weekend, too. Yeah, similar goals and just being in the right place at the right time. And people were wondering whether or not he would be able to deal with the weather. I don't know if you noticed, but all the game, it was pouring down with rain and everything. It was like, man, that's the reason I left England. It was just horrendous. You know, uh, Bridget and I were, my wife and I were talking about that this weekend because, you know, we're looking for other countries to live in after, uh, (laughs) after the boys move out and, you know, uh, just in case something goes really badly in the election. Um, you know, we're 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 checking out other countries, and and, <laughs> and uh, England is one that like yeah that they speak English there. So that's got to yep. be that's a a positive. And then we watch that game, we're like oh yeah, that's right. It, it, the sun <laughs> comes out like four times a year. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You don't realize just how much rain there was. It's just a constant rain. Yeah. But because the fields are so good and they do such a good job of keep the drainage is fantastic. It, it never gets torn up. Uh, if you're playing that game anywhere in America on any type of, that's a mud bath. Yeah, that's and we've true. Seen, we, we've been parts of yes, tournaments we where we've seen mud baths. That's basically what the field would look like if they kept on playing. But 
that's the credit of the the, the beautiful fields that they play on because you would never know because that's the drainage that they have. But yeah, it was you know it was gets, really bad. What cracks me up are, are the the managers on the sideline. You, you know they are just totally unfazed by being completely drenched from head to toe. Right. You know, and this is such a normal part of life there. They're just standing mm-hmm. out in the rain, you know, no umbrella or anything, totally soaked from top yeah. to bottom, wearing suits or, you know, track suits or whatever. And it's just like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, doesn't, part of it. that doesn't sound fun. So the, the table right now, the top of the table, Everton, first place. Aston Villa, second place. Leicester yeah. City, who was also undefeated, and then lost 3 nothing to West Ham. Yeah, another crazy result. They're in third, and Arsenal is now in fourth. Liverpool has fallen to fifth. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing amazing start to the season. Nobody could have predicted this. There's yeah. no way. Certainly, um, I think you, it's all going to pan out after a little while. Uh, you're going to see some teams kind of figuring out where they need to be. But when you look at even at the bottom of the table, you know, uh, a Fulham we kind of expected would struggle. Right. Um, and Burnley and West Brom are down there. But yeah. also Manchester United and Man City are in the bottom half of the table. That's the crazy thing. So. Um, still with a, a couple of, they still have a game in hand because they they missed that first first weekend, but um, they got some work to do. Especially Man United, to definitely have some work to do. I watched that Man City uh, Leeds game, yeah, and, and that was our our TV pick. That was a great game. It was you know really awesome. one one draw, and you know a lot of American fans complain about the low scoring games, but. There was so much action in that game. It yeah. was just end-to-end, constant. I mean, I don't know how those guys even walked off that field afterwards. Totally agree. It, it reminded me of a heavyweight fight, you know, where they're just pounding each other, you know, <laughs> in, in in terms of the, the chances. It was back and forth. You couldn't take your eyes off it because you just didn't know what was going to happen. One minute, Leeds were going to score. The next minute, Man City were going to score. Probably a one-one, you know. Probably a one-one draw was probably the fairest result, but it could have been ten-ten by it. Uh, it could by have really been really because there were so many chances and some great play as well. I'm really happy for for how Leeds have started. Cause, yeah, me um, too. They were they were a team that I know we were excited to see, and especially their manager Bielsa. And obviously, him and Guardiola have a, a a great relationship in terms of respect for each other. That was kind of fun to watch too, wasn't it? You could see, yeah. you could see it on their faces yeah. on the sideline. And he and does like that, said, that weird squatting thing. Yeah, yeah, sitting <laughs> on his little thing there. But it, it's funny because you know we would talk so much about that, and we probably would talk more about that game if it wasn't for the other two results. Um, yeah. Just because we were so shocked by the whole. Aston Villa, Liverpool, and right, Man United games, um, but it, it was a really good, a really good game. Great advertisement on NBC for for the Premier League, so that yeah. was that was nice to see. And again, pouring down with rain. <laughs> the, there was one point where uh, Sterling was, you know, given like a forty yard pass uh, at, towards the end of the game, and he looked up like, "Really? You want me to make another run, another one?" <laughs> <laughs> but <Yeah>. he did it. <laughs> yeah. No question. That was that was a great one. All right, so uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, the transfer window, yeah, and it is now closed 
Transfer window Correct. closed, right? So let's talk about some of the moves that were made. And there were a few at the end there. Yeah, definitely a few. I mean, I think when you look at some of the signings, I mean, some of the teams that probably needed to do the biggest and best business kind of did it. Yeah. Uh, and I go back to Man United. You know, right. they, they signed a couple of players. Um, whether but, or not, but not that's defenders. Be <laughs> exactly, no defense. <laughs> well, to be fair, they did. They did. They did get a left back. In oh, Alex that's true. Tellis. That's right. Alex Tellis right. from Porto is a left back, uh, fifteen million. Um, he's basically, I think, going to go in and replace Luke Shaw, who was pretty poor on the weekend. Yeah, he was uh, in terms of his game. Um, so he's going to have a fight. Yeah, <laughs> so he's going to have a fight for his, you know, fight for his life to get back into the squad. I think this might be a player that might come straight in, and then uh, Edson Cavani as well. Yeah. You know, obviously an international superstar player, right? Um, but kind of on the tail end of his career, really. I yeah. Mean, he's kind of one of those players where he's thirty three. Yeah, exactly. I think if if you would have gotten him six, seven years ago, everybody would be like, "Oh, what a great signing!" Right. Now everybody's like, eh, "Well, we'll it's see." Kind of, we'll it see reminds me of when they brought in Ibrahimovic that one year. You know, yes. when, at, towards the end of his career, um, you That's know, and true. he he had some good moments with Man U, um, and I, I'm sure Cavani will too, but yeah. he's not yeah. going to be a savior. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing. Whether or not he comes in and changes everything, lots of questions. And then they signed a couple of younger players, 18-year-olds from Atalanta and uh, a young Uruguayan player as well. Uh, But those are guys for the future. So, again, did they address their needs? I don't know. I think that's the biggest issue. And so that's where everybody's a little bit frustrated. But in in terms of winners, you know, when you look at it, you know, I think Everton did really well. They've got a, another strong defender in uh, Ben Godfrey, who came came up from Norwich, who was there last year, obviously got relegated. They spent $25 million. And obviously, you knew of all the other players that they signed before. Right. Uh, so, they're, they're doing really well. And they and sent then, uh, Walcott over to Southampton, I saw. That's right. He's gone back. And that's yeah. where he originally started, actually, as a 16-year-old. He was there. He played his first game. I think I, I think he was the youngest player at that time to score in the Premier League. Wow! Uh, until Wayne Rooney took over that. So yeah, it was. He, he's had a kind of a little bit of an up and down career. It does seem like he's been bit. around forever, but uh, yeah. that's obviously why he was sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Started when he was sixteen. But I, I think what probably, and this is probably going to be one of the best signings, and I, I think for Arsenal, this is going to be a huge one. Is Thomas Partey? Yeah, uh, signed I from Atletico Madrid, forty-five million. Um, fantastic kind of defensive, but can also play a little bit higher midfielder. Um, uh, from Ghana, he's just a monster on the ball, good passer, does really good things. Uh, I think he's going to really help that uh, that Arsenal team. So, and again, they've made some good moves with with other players. Obviously, Gabriel is the defender. Um, I think um, you know with William, you know, obviously a former Chelsea player there came right. in. Um, I think they've got an obviously signing. Uh, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang to a new three-year contract. All of those things are going to help Arsenal. And I think they're going to be right there. They're going to be in that top six, really fighting for a top four spot. And they got rid of uh, Ganduzi, who yes. uh, was supposedly a head case. They sent him to Hertha Berlin. 
That's um, right. And Terrera w- went to mm-hmm. Atletico. So, yep. you know, they've had a little overhaul, but I, I agree with you. I think I like uh, Arsenal's chances these days. Yeah, definitely pushed up. And, and obviously Aston Villa, you know, they've, you know, they did most of their business beforehand, but obviously the goal scorer, Ollie Watkins had three goals, did real well. They've upgraded in terms of their goalkeeper. In where, did, where did he come from? Where did Watkins come from? He came from Brentford. He okay. was at Brentford last year, and Brentford were just narrowly missed out on right. going to the uh, Premier League. They lost in the in that final against Fulham. Probably, to be fair, they were the favourites to win that game. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit upsetting for them. But so that made Ollie's probably decision to come to the Premier League. He thought he might be there with Brentford, but obviously that didn't happen. And then Martinez, and obviously they signed Jack Grealish, Grealish um, and then Ross Barkley as well. So, again, they've made some some good moves overall in terms of what they've done. Um, so, yeah, and then, and then Tottenham as well. I think Tottenham had a pretty good transfer window in terms of the players. Obviously, they've gotten Matt Doherty and Hoiberg from Wolves and Southampton come in. And they still haven't played Gareth Bell yet. He hasn't right. even played. <laughs> so how he's going to find himself into the into the system, that's going to be interesting. They've got Harry Kane. Obviously, you've got uh, Song as well, yeah. who scored. He's the lead scorer in the league with six goals. Um, so they've got some they've got some really good pieces there. A really nice, strong squad that can definitely do some things. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for them. Again, they're going to be pushing. To, to in that top six and maybe teams like a Man United maybe dropping down a little bit. Yeah. Right. Next yep. year we do make our predictions after the transfer window. Okay. I think that's a smart move. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then the next one. So, so for, for people to know, so they obviously now it's done and then the transfer window will open up again in January. So they have January 2nd and February 1st to sign maybe a player. So sometimes that's where you get kind of the, a blockbuster signing, especially if a team is really fighting for that top of the table position or try to get them over the edge. That's where, um, you know, there was those people like get signed like that was the Andy Carroll, 50 million to Liverpool, although that didn't really help them too, too much. But those types of things and Suarez, Luis Suarez, I think it was Luis Suarez and Andy Carroll came in at the same time. So those types of things kind of help teams kind of, get to that next level especially when they know where they're at from a position standpoint or if they're struggling they may need that extra player so okay so we'll see see what happens all right well we need to take a break uh we'll be right back uh we still have excuse me we still are going to guess the premier league star we'll find out what Adam's TV tip is. All that is coming up after this. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, do you know your money? I know where my money is, but the question is, do you know who is on your money? We're going to talk money and other assorted interesting facts. We'll tell you all about that on the next Back to You. Mm-hmm. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcast. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we talked to an absolutely astoundingly good filmmaker. He has done some great work. You may have seen it. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Uh-huh. Ernest Borgnine's Bus. Yep. Hitler's Hat. Yep. We talked to filmmaker Jeff Krulik. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Hey, by the way, a happy sixth anniversary to the Radio Misfits uh, podcast network. 
this is uh, this is the month that uh, they debuted six years ago. And if you check out the uh, listings of all the different shows on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, it's a it's quite an array. We're proud to be part of it, aren't we, Adam? Yes, we are. Definitely. All right, so it's time for your favorite part of the show, and it goes like this. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, this week's star. Uh, By the way, the way to play this game is for you at home to try to guess it before Adam does. And apparently last week, a bunch of people beat you. So Yeah, normally happens. That's the thing. I don't know anything. That's the thing. All right. Let's see how you do this week. This week's star is 29 years old. Okay, so he's been around. Okay. He's born and raised in Liverpool. Liverpool. Mm. All right. You want to guess? (laughs) <laughs> <Is> he, <laughs> he's playing with Liverpool, I'm guessing. Uh, no, he's not. He has played oh. for three Premier League teams, including a new one that he joined this season. Okay. All right. I think I might I might have a guess here. All right, go ahead. Ross Barkley. Oh, my gosh. Very good. Well, there you go. I've got it back. I'm back. That is correct. Uh, I still had like eight clues. And there you the, go. The last of which was he shares a last name with basketball player Charles. <laughs> I think I might have gotten it. Yeah. yeah obviously, you know, I, I just remember, obviously a, a Liverpudlian, but was a big, obviously started his career as an Everton, uh, Everton player. Right. And uh, was there for a long time, grew up through the academy, played with them. Um, and uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, he wore he wore blue with his first team. He wore blue with his second team, and claret and blue with his mm. third. There you go. All right. Well, gee, that went quick. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. All right. Let's <laughs> uh, let's let's go to Adam's TV tip. Now, time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. TV tip. Okay. So, note uh, it is an international weekend which means there are no Premier League games at all this weekend right right yeah so so basically international break um happens and so this is kind of a a time where a lot of the players will leave go play with their international teams uh all over the place and obviously with with covid i think you can see a lot of the managers are a little bit obviously nervous about the situation because they're going with a new group um, and dealing with different things. Um, obviously, they have the testing going on with all of their national teams, but you can see why there's a lot of nerves with all of the the managers, and especially when they do go on their national teams, you know, they get always a little concerned because they might get injured too. So that's always a, a, a tough thing. But there's some good games uh, this weekend uh, from an international standpoint. And uh, again, trying to find these is going to be a little bit more difficult because they kind of jump around in terms of TV channels, most of the time you're going to find them on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and then Fox as well. But the three, I'm going to give you three games to watch okay. from an international standpoint. So um, so it's a TV tips, I guess you could say. Um, England-Belgium, I think, will be a really good game. These are all on Sunday. So uh, in between the, uh, there's no Bears game, right? Because Bears play early this year. So they can, they don't uh, have to watch the Bears game. They're dead to me anyway. 
<laughs> so Bears play Thursday, so you've got your Sunday open, so you can sit down and watch some uh, international games. England-Belgium should be a great game. Um, obviously, you've got the England stars that have been doing so well, and obviously Belgium with with Hazard and um, and all of those players will De be Bruyne. good to watch. De Bruyne, everybody. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a really good game. And then France versus Portugal. That, by the and way, could, that, those may be two of the best teams in the world. I agree. I agree. Especially in terms of the young players. I think Belgium is actually picked to win the Euros this next year. They got the team to do it. Uh, and England's right up there as well in yeah. terms of the, the young players that they have. And then two other teams that are probably picked as well to, to do well in the Euros are France versus Portugal. So you've got two other teams there. Obviously, France, reigning world champions. They are uh, pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, and then Portugal are the reigning European champions. That's right. Uh, so uh, that should be a great game. I mean, any of those games could be uh, a final of, of a World Cup or a right. European championship by any means. And, and then the and third the, one. And the big players are playing, right? Like Yes, Ronaldo's they should all be playing. playing. Should all be there as long as there's no injuries. Sometimes there's there's late pullouts because of injuries or something happens, but they're all scheduled to play. Um, and then you've got Poland versus Italy as the final game too, which would be another good one. Not bad. Um, yeah, so three good games to watch on a Sunday. Um, try and catch those. They'll probably be around midday between 2 and 4 o'clock. So, you know, try and catch those games on all those channels. Hopefully you'll be able to catch a little international match. Yeah, Lewandowski coming off another uh, hat trick for a Bayern. That's Munich. right. That's the right. A scoring machine. He is the golden boy. He's the golden man, not the golden boy. <laughs> that is right. All right. So next week we're going to take the week off because uh, you know the there's really no Premier League games to speak of. Um, but uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And t- tell your friends to listen to us. Find, you can find us on, we're on Amazon, Audible now. We're on Spotify, opishows.com. Wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Actually, we'll be back again in two weeks with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's a short list of some of our favorite movie cars, plus a funky caddy hardtop station wagon. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you missed the Los Ano, Los Ano, or La, Los Los Ano and friends, here's what you missed. Edzilla, the president, is here. The guy that's in charge of the whole network. So we have to be good, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So far. So what's going on with the network? Anything exciting? We have a, a thousand shows. I mean, there's a lot of them. We have a lot of shows. Yeah. Name the worst show on the network. Go ahead. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
Say it to his face. Just say it. Say it to his face. Yeah, man. No, no I, I, I would, I dare anyone to find a bad show. There, all... there is not a show on this network that yeah. I'm not proud of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. College party, Bill of Rights, man. Nixon's half-eaten sandwich. Worst job ever. My brush with Bill Maher and unlimited tangents. Listen to Minutia Man on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits.